Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Jay Finch says we need TJ to be a game manager. He's a very smart QB, just isn't accurate. I went to review the tape in 2020 when he started against us in Jordan Hare. He's the same guy, LL. Nothing has changed. Okay, so let me talk about this for a second. Okay. Right? Again, came in in a COVID season. Right? No spring. Uh, in a program that was flailing. Flailing so much that they fired their coach. Um came to Auburn, missed the spring again. I don't know. I, I don't think that it's a stretch to think that, hey, man, like the people developing this guy were not doing a very good job up until now. So we've got to get out of this because he's that guy. That's the only guy he can ever be. If that were the case, man, we wouldn't have the Tom Brady's of the world and, and, and some of these guys who got evaluated as maybe mediocre right. and somehow turned out to be really good. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. I, I get it. I get the skepticism until you see him do it. I just don't like the idea that you have to be stuck where you are just because that's what you've done. Right. I don't like, I don't like it at all. Or that's because how things were actually at Auburn for a few years. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, listen, man, this is the start of a new era. Again, we fired, we paid $21 million to get rid of the last guy just so that we could start thinking differently about what you're talking about right now. Well, guys, when guys come into our system, there has to be uh, an assumption. That will be Parsons' greatest mark he can leave on Auburn is, is that he came in and started developing quarterbacks yeah. for a change. Right. So hopefully and I'm not, do it. I'm not mad at the game manager. Uh, I'm comment because again, you do want your QB to have that. You do because to the, to your point, Mike, about 2020 South Carolina, you want to you want a quarterback in there that understands the situation, and actually that leads us to comments that Harson actually made. I you've referenced him, but I want to talk about it. It deals mainly with team awareness for the most part. So let's check this clip out. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, Not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. 
Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Yeah, number one is awareness. That'd be number one, just overall as a team. Um, running on the field and getting the signal. Right? It's, it's, we can have all these systems in place, and I know our coaches do. I know our coordinators do. I sit in there and I listen to them, and I, I watch how they install the things that, that we need to put in. Um, and the system is exactly what it should be. But you're dealing with people. So simple things like if you run on the field, you should look to the sideline to get the call. I mean, it's it's a, an awareness thing. It's a fourth and two. You play that different than second and five. So, you know, as a player, you have to look over there and see it's fourth and two. You're going to get different play calls. You should expect certain calls in those situations. Um, even just in the meetings. Right, walking into a meeting, right? I think you all know you walk into a meeting and you can kind of feel it like, all right, we're, we're going to be locked in today. You can walk into a meeting and it's a little bit more loose at times. And just some of that awareness that I think is really important for us, I think just as people to be successful. We need- Again, I think it's great to hear your head coach emphasize these things that actually do play a factor when you get on the field. Right. And he watched some high school football and he was watching teams burn through timeouts because guys got on the field and didn't have an understanding of what they were doing. The most frustrating thing to watch, I think, is <laughs> right. you got to call a timeout in an obvious situation. And, you know, to throw the players a little bit of a bone back when it comes to this sort of stuff, like football is such a mentally taxing game. It's not a wonder that in the heat of the moment, a lot of guys, you forget when you're tired. Right. right? Yeah. And that's yeah. why you train hard. You train hard so that in the moment, you don't forget all the, the habits and protocols that you built in the offseason in practice when the game gets hard and you're tired. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, when you talk about, like, what makes the great uh, habits of great jump shooters, right? The great jump shooters are great because they're great when they're tired. In the fourth quarter, when your muscles are tightening up, Right. And when the game's on the line, like to be able to calmly go through the same motion when adrenaline is pumping and your mind is racing is something that not a lot of players possess. And in football, you've got to get 11 guys doing that at the same time in critical game situations so that your lineman doesn't fall start or your quarterback doesn't screw up or your center doesn't hike the ball off his butt or do something crazy. Or your receiver runs to, to the right depth or, or holds a block or does all the little things that come together when 11 guys are doing the same thing at the same time to make a play successful in the, in the hardest of moments, in the tightest of moments. So this, this is, it, again, to so a lot of people, this will feel like coach speak, but these are things that this team has been missing in the past. That's why they traditionally couldn't get past eight wins. And when they did, they still fell short again. Yeah. Because when the moment required it, right, that repetition just wasn't there. And I think about the biggest moments. We lay an egg versus Georgia in the SEC championship. Of all the Auburn losses, I mean, I was so disappointed with that. You know why? Because I expected it. I was like, we're not going to beat them the second time. I was hopeful. But I, I was like, we're going, you know, this is the Auburn. This is what we've been under this coach. Right. In that national championship game in 2013, they did things in that game they had done all season. 
and we lost the game. The one kick, our kicker didn't put out the back of the end zone. Got returned for a touchdown, right? It's those moments that you train for that may seem routine because if he puts that out the back of the end zone, nobody thinks anything of it. Just another routine play for a kicker that's done what he's done all season. But it's in that moment, if you're going to be a championship team where you don't do that one thing that you've done right all the time, that it could come back to bite you, man. And I'm just, I think, I think it's good, Caesar, to your point that he's emphasizing that discipline and that detail now, because I think that it just the same way it cost us two games last year, that might win us two or three this year. Yeah. And I expect him in year two to not have a lot of patience with the lack of that. Like oh, I, yeah. I think he expects them. Hey, you you you've been in this you've been in this system you've been in this program. You should know what the the reason you're on the field is because you've proven through practice through meetings that you know what to do. Yeah, discipline, man. When you're on the line, the game's on the line. It's fourth down, right? It's fourth down, and the defense is jumping. And you know what they want to do when it's fourth and two, and you're an offensive lineman. They're trying to get you to false start. Yeah, and it takes discipline to sit there knowing. That on the other side is some, you know, if you're playing Georgia, Bama, or Texas A&M, some all-American linebacker or defensive end is going to be coming at you. And he's coming for your life. Yeah. So when you know that guy is coming, all it takes, one little flinch, you cost your team five yards. Right? Now fourth and likely becomes fourth and unlikely. Yeah. You know, could be fourth and inches. Turns into fourth and five. So I just don't, like I said, I think that it's going to, we saw this happen last year. That's why when we say this team was close to something special last year, it was this stuff that they were missing. It cost us at least two games, I'm telling you. It cost us the Iron Ball, it cost us South Carolina, 100%. It almost cost us Georgia State. Yeah. And it could have cost us LSU, if not for a Herculean performance in a couple, on a couple plays by the quarterback. Right. So I just, I don't know, man. And then when it did come together, look how dominant they looked. Right. Ole Miss, Arkansas. This team had stretches last year, you know. I mean, I think, again, the detail that he's talking about, think back to Penn State. The receiver, everybody's so, I've been out of shape in the media about us losing, carrying the ball like a loaf of bread on a reverse. Yeah. But the detail of securing the football, he lost that in that moment. It turned into points for the other team. Fumble in our own territory. You're not going to be able to sell to me that this stuff doesn't matter. It definitely matters. When it showed up, secure the football. Did you see the drill uh, that they were doing during practice um, where they're like, it's punts. They're catching punts, but they're like lying on their back. And then when the punt's coming, they have to get up and locate the ball quickly. Essentially, they're back back to the punter, lying on the ground. They kick it, and you have to get up and you have to locate the ball. And all these little things that they're doing to teach these guys how to react in the moment, I think it's really going to pay off. It could pay off this year. It definitely could. If all things are equal and just this part of the team is better, Auburn is plus two wins this season. Yeah. Easily. All things are equal, right? If we don't get worse in any other area and they're just better at that, what we're talking about right there, they win two more games. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. 
in the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Let's pick back up talking about quarterbacks. Course returning is TJ Finley, Trey Lindsey, and Sawyer Pate. Coming in, as we know it, Robbie Ashford, Zach Kelzada, and Holden Garner. He gone. Cue up the Grant Lloyd jokes. Grant Lloyd, Demetrius Davis, and Bo Nix has transferred out. We do have a quick super chat that I do want to get to from Finch because it's in response to some of the things that you've said, Mike. He asks, Mike, how much time do you give a QB to develop? I'm tired of having a stout defense and studs at running back and can't produce on offense. I don't want to lose any more winnable games or Eagle. Mm. Thoughts on that, sir? Uh, okay, so I've been of, of the uh, opinion, I've been very consistent on this, that uh, you got to give a guy time, but you also got to win football games and you have to be you know, this staff has to win games this season, right? Uh, so last year, they got the pass. This year, you got to go out there. you got to feel a team that can win. So I personally think that uh, depending on who goes out there, like when we talk about having a game manager, the question I'm going to have for whoever starts at quarterback game one is are we winning because of them or in spite of them? All right. Mm-hmm. If we are winning in spite of our quarterback, which I feel like we've seen that before in the past, you have to be prepared to make a change. You cannot rest on we won the game, so let's roll the same dude out there. If he's not clearly making improvements, managing the game, doing all the things right, like we don't need Herculean plays. What we need is a guy who goes out there and makes the pass, the play, when you need him to make the play. Does the routine stuff excellently. Right. And then every once in a while gives you a wow throw or, or finds the deep ball. Right. When your guys wide open down the field, don't overthrow them. Doesn't sound like a hard concept. Mm-hmm. Right. But if your guy gets behind the defense, give him a chance to catch the ball. Don't throw it out of bounds. That's it. I mean, I think that's what we're looking for here. So that that leash is about three games. I think this season, because. The first five games you get at home, and you've got three cupcakes in those first four. So if you can't figure it out then, what are you going to figure out? Missouri. I'm counting Missouri Missouri as a a cupcake, right? Yeah, but like, I mean, it has to look like a well-oiled machine. If it's not, pull the plug and give another guy a chance to warm into the job before you throw him in versus Georgia. Right, I don't want to see. I don't want to see anybody go out there and be below average until we get to Georgia, just for us to throw the next guy to the wolves versus those guys. I don't think that's particularly fair. Right, so you got Mercer and San Jose State, man, to get these guys up to speed. Which is why, if those games are blowouts, what I hope is is that the backup gets significant time in the second half of those games. Right. So maybe it eases that transition if you have to make the switch later on. I don't think they did that very well last year. And and he, he says he's, I'm so ready to get past this Bo and TJ error. Well, you're past the Bo error already. Um, we, but we don't even know what the TJ error looks like. 
We don't yeah, 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 I, I, I don't think we one. know. I mean, and, and, and to Mike's point, and I think to Mike's point, Finch, is we have to wait and see and see how this plays out. Worst case, if TJ is not the guy, we're probably going to be past the TJ era by the time we get to LSU or Georgia anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's going to so, be, so, be this uh, season. Harson knows what's expected of him and what he needs to do this year. I don't think that's lost on him. And I mm-hmm. think the previous coaching staff was willing to go down with their choices come hell or high water. I don't think Harson is going to do that. And the beauty of it is I don't think – I think he has players that he can go to should the guy that he chooses doesn't pan out in games. The right. other coach I don't think could say that. Yeah. Right. So, guys, your thought – and, and let's, let's, let's get to Cleveland. Cleveland said Gus had several years to develop QBs and couldn't get it done. Harson deserves patience from us for results to show. That's literally it. That simple. He like deserves a, patience. You could rewind the speech that Mike gave last time we were on, replace the scenario of Bo and TJ with Gus and Coach Harson, and it'd be the exact same thing of like, you had all this patience for this previous coach, but you seem to have no patience for Coach Harson, and I don't fully understand why, absent of the success in year one. That's it. That's, that's literally it. That's, it. that's the entire those warm fuzzy feelings. It wasn't it wasn't just that we won those games. We resurrected from a season that was the worst season we had had in in recent, recent history, Auburn football yeah. history. Sure. And not only did we come back better, we did things that nobody in the Auburn fan base would have told you we would have won the games that we won and ended up in the national championship game. It was so unexpected. It was right. the ultimate F you to all your Bama fans lauding their national championships. It's going to be three this year or what they do, number 88 or whatever national championship they're claiming for that year if they win it. And it was such a wonderful reason to just shove it in their faces. The real hurt on my Bama family and friends when they called me, like their voice, like they were hurt. Matter of fact, they somebody recently published a book that said Nick Saban thought about retiring after he lost that game. <laughs> he cried. He, he, he cried. cried. He, he, cried. he, he yeah. had considered going to the NFL again or something like that. So if it can devastate, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know it's like that. Do I really, do I really, do I really <laughs> want this? <laughs> so, I'm so, not making good decisions. He did make it. That was on him. So if it can do that for them in a negative way, I know what it did for us in a positive way. The problem is that really was the outlier. That was it. That was the season. It gave us so much hope and belief because the guy was there who architected it. We had seen Gus be good at offense before that year. He was architect of the national championship team. So you had reasons to believe that this could continue. We had goodwill from 2010 as well. Right. We had, yeah. he, it yeah. wasn't just the first season. We were like, oh, he did it then and he did it now. And it didn't even take a Cam Newton to do it now. He must right. be the guy. So right. I understand why Not that season did so much for people. But it, I, we, you give them long enough, man. I, I don't think there's any doubt that those eight years, I was ready to pull the plug out. After 2017, I was telling people, no, no, don't renew them, don't renew them. In 2018, definitely, I was I was yelling from the rooftops. But, but you said, but you said you was over him after he missed on on Jackson, Jackson, right? That's yeah. It. yeah, And it's not like Lamar Jackson, but you went and got somebody who who we like a four star that everybody thought was going to be great, and then maybe he didn't work out. Like who we, we wanted to go after Francois, 
Francois right. was somebody we were after. So if you get Francois, but you don't get Lamar Jackson, that's fine. Tyler Queen. What did you get instead of Lamar Jackson? Hey, I heard you had a chance to win that brand new Tesla. Oh, I decided against that. Oh, yeah, what'd you get? A Geo Metro. <laughs> How is that helping you? How is that helping us out? We got two kids. We got to get in the car. It's a Geo Metro. He took it back to the Geo Metro. Wow. Man, come on, man. You, you sold your age on that one. <laughs> yes, I am my age. Buckets. I got the grays. <laughs> Early 90s hatchbacks. But that, that's really the biggest thing is, is the feelings. Is funny. Right, it was such a small car. Uh, yeah, like I mean, that's an insult. Like <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. We, I we mean, but what, what did we get from Tyler Queen? Geo Tyler Metro. Queen. He didn't even stay left, long either. He, he left Tyler Queen didn't play a single snap. He, he went to like Division three and played football and then retired. But he was part of one of them top ten recruiting classes, though. Yeah, yeah. I guess is my point. I mean, he was one of those guys that was anchoring a top ten recruiting class. That again, those weren't really top ten classes. Um, you know, I, I went back when we were talking about 2013 because I was like, was Trey Mason a four-star recruit? Um, he was he a was. composite four-star, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was below a .9, essentially. So he was like the 247 had him as the 262nd-ranked mm-hmm. player in the country, um, the 21st-rated running back. But, like, you're right. There was a lot of just goodwill built up, and I'm telling you, I would rather see a slow build to a consistent winner, a consistent contender, then to blow expectations out year one just to be disappointed that we don't make it back every year. Right. Right. I mean, I, if you go back and you look at what coach, what Kirby Smart did in Georgia, he can't, he can't remember 2016 or 2015, 16, 16, right. Eight and five year one. And then national championship next year. Now I don't know that we make a national championship this year, even though I did put some money on that. Uh, but uh, ultimately, um, I mean, they were a regular team that first year. Yeah. With some ups and downs that could have, they won eight games, but they could have easily won only six that season. If you, if you go back and look at it, like, they were nothing to, to, to sneeze at. And we so, gave them one win with a Sean White who could, couldn't throw past five yards out there, giving oh them a pick God. six to win the game. I mean, yeah. Some of the worst Auburn teams, one of the yeah. worst Auburn teams, right? Like, so I, I don't know, man. This, this will be interesting to see, but I think he deserves patience, certainly. So guys, we we we've been talking about QB throughout the show, but we've mixed in other other talking points. How does this conclude going into the regular season? We don't know what the season holds for us. A comment here, uh, I think is Chris Law. He says if TJ Finley starts the season, Zach Kelzada or Robbie Ashford will come in in about halftime of the Penn State game, and I guess he's assuming that that TJ Finley won't do well. No, yeah, that's exactly. This comment he's, assumes T.J. Finley doesn't play is, well. assumption is T.J. Finley is not doing well and, and is getting yeah. benched. We don't know how the season's going to play out, but going into the season, guys, how do you see this competition? And I feel like we've kind of gotten a lot of of clarity about this QB race, but but how does this play out? Who's your one, two, uh, and three? Uh, in, in ter- just real quick on that comment, if it's not working out, that's exactly how I hope it plays out. If he's I mean, not I, I almost said well, that verbatim. Yeah, if he's not playing well, that's exactly how I hope it works out because that means we still have the whole season in front of us and we get to see if the other guy is a better option early in the season and gets a serious chance to do that. So, like, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that if that's what he earns. Sure. Right? If he earns that, then it is what it is. So, 
And I think he will understand that as well. Like, yeah. if, if anything, he's not tore up about the fact that the coach put someone else in. He's he's upset at himself for even putting himself in a position for the coach to put someone else in. Yeah, I think if you're TJ Finley and you get the start this season, right? And if by Penn State, you have at least not given a lot of the people who just feel like you were never going to improve a reason to pipe down, you're probably disappointed. Right. right. Like you go out there and you, I mean, think about it. After the first game of last season, right? If you were like a bow detractor, you had to be quiet over those first few games. He didn't give, he didn't feed them any ammo over those first two games against Cupcakes. Went out no. there, handled his business, played well, and, 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 you know, it was like, okay, we want to see if it's going to hold the rest of the season. But at least, I mean, I was super hopeful. I was like, man, did, did Harson do it? Is he the guy to turn this around to get our quarterbacks playing at a high level? Uh, But if we get to Penn State and I don't have that same feeling that I had for Bo last year, like this could be it. This could be the year. You know, he's having fun. He's, you know, whatever the saying is. (laughs) Right. Like, I think um, he's got that look in his eye. Yeah. Right. right, Yeah. He's a dark horse for the eyes. Like, I just think (laughs) I just think the. That should be the feeling after these first two games if he's taking the step because these are not good opponents, right? So go out there, be accurate, like, you know, and show your coach that you have taken the next step. Otherwise, listen, man, Robbie Ashford is breathing down your neck, ready to get on this football field. Right. So if you go go out there and be regular, expecting the guy behind you to start pushing the, hey, call me, tag me in, coach. For sure. How do y'all think this is going to play out? Um, I think TJ is going to keep the job through through Penn State because I don't think we're going to be. I think based on what I've seen, that we're going to be winning some games like twenty four twenty one, twenty four seventeen, twenty seven twenty. I think our defense is going to do a lot of heavy lifting for us, and the offense just needs to be steady. I think the that TJ can keep the offense steady. I absolutely believe he can do that. Are there going to be some offenses that challenge us more? Sure. And we won't know that until we go like Georgia. You're not going to beat Georgia unless you have a very, very good offense, a dynamic offense. We will find out at Georgia if the offense has an opportunity to be better than just steady. But I don't think we'll know it until then because we won't be in, we won't be playing anybody who can put up serious points on our defense early, early part of the season. And I don't, I don't think LSU will have that type of offense. Not yet. Their system changeover, coach changeover, roster changeover. Our first challenge from somebody who can really put up points, I don't really know who that's going to be, honestly. But I think our defense will hold us down to the point where, with the maturity that they're talking about TJ having, with the understand that he, understanding that he does have, with the depth of our skill positions at this point, running back, wide receiver, he can do enough to win us the games that we have at home, all five of them. All five of those games are winnable. Every, every last one of them are. I don't think we really find out what we have as a team in total until we leave the Plains in October and go play probably the best defense we're going to play against this season. And we'll see if this offense can be more than just okay. But I think it'll be TJ until then. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty consistent in saying this. I think TJ trots out there as a starter for game one. I think that... Robbie Ashford 
at this point has earned the ability to be the backup and will see significant snaps in both of those first two games. And the results of those two games will determine what happens with Penn State, um, just like the just how they operate within the game. I just I, I I don't see any reason to change that based upon what I've seen and heard thus far in fall camp. That mm. like I I've been saying this since essentially before the bowl game last year that this was TJ's job to lose, and then you add, you know all of the things that have happened since then with Zach Calzada not getting a spring and Robbie having a slower progression to kind of really understanding how to operate within the offense. I don't think that TJ put the gap there where it wasn't within question. He definitely left this as a question mark. Um, but, you know, snap one offense trots out there. I expect TJ Finley to be the guy. Mike? So uh, I am with Brian and Ike on what they have said. I don't think this quarterback race is over just yet. Um, I think these coaches have fostered real competition. I think they're actually evaluating. I think TJ has a leg up. But there's something, and this is not based on anything I'm hearing. I I have a gut feeling uh, that there's an outside shot. Robbie Ashford trots out there game one. Um, based on the difference in what he brings. And the coaches may be reasoning, hey, do we want to go this direction with the offense or this direction with the offense? Because Robbie is a really, really difficult player to evaluate because one of the strengths of his game, quarterbacks aren't going live. So you don't know. You don't know what he actually brings to the quarterback room. Um, so I'm going to lean TJ with the caveat that I would not be surprised to see the coaches hit us with an Uno reverse card and trot Robbie Ashford out there. I'll say this. I made a comment earlier about percentage of the playbook that you can utilize with a quarterback and their knowledge. There's mm-hmm. also a percentage of the playbook that you can utilize because of a quarterback and their ability. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. There are plays that you absolutely just can't call that are in our playbook that TJ can't execute. You just, you, you just like the the plays that Bo Nix ran last year that were designed runs. Mm -hmm. You're not calling that for TJ. You might call a third and short with a quarterback draw because he doesn't have to get that far. Mm -hmm. But on a third and medium where you got to get six, seven yards, you can't call that with TJ. You can't yeah, right. call a design bootleg that has, you know, the, the intent of which is, is, is essentially going to be a, a naked uh, bootleg, right? Like you can't really call that for TJ unless there's a throw on the backside of that and you're giving him an option. Right. You can't really run a lot of the RPO stuff with him because the run option is is going to be a handoff. It's not going to be a quarterback run. So there's no uh, there's no quarterback. There's There's not that additional... You have to dedicate someone to the quarterback on the run. You can get it every now and then. You might sneak it in there, but it ain't going to be an integral part of what your offense is going to be. So Robbie opens your playbook up to more things like that. And again, as our guys have said in practice, it challenges the defense in a very different way. So, yeah, Robbie opens up. So if Robbie is able to grasp the playbook for the other portions of it, which means the operating from the pocket, the situational awareness – 
and then you add his legs to his ability, it opens the playbook up that much more. So yeah, he's got a he's got as good a shot at anybody else. It's on him at this point in time when he gets playing time to go out there and show, show it. Yeah. yeah. Like they may not give him a ton of passes, but when they do give him passes, he needs to be accurate and really take advantage of those moments because there may not be a lot of them to show the coaches that if you give me, if I can be a good steward over the little that you've given me, imagine if you gave me the whole offense, right? Right. right. And I don't think, and this is not to say that, you know, again, we have to get out of the mentality that if one guy's good, the other guy's bad. Right. 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 right? Like right. this is, this is not, this is not saying, Oh, he's going to win it because TJ didn't play well or, you know, it's, it's just it's it, to me. I think two things can be true. Both these guys can be good in their own way. But the reason why I'm giving Ashford an outside shot here is, is that it may be what well, Ike's talking about about system and what helps this team the most for what they're seeing in practice. Like, let's say for whatever reason the offensive line hasn't improved a ton, or maybe right. even gotten a little you, worse. You can't put TJ behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashford yeah. might be a better option. Yeah. Um, rather than putting TJ back there to uh, uh, to get hit. Now, if that is the case, I would assume they have a contingency to call the offense differently to get the ball out of TJ's hands to protect him a sure. little bit more. Sure. Right. But that sucks too, man. As well, because if you if you have to throw quick quick passes against the better defenses, they're going to start anticipating that stuff for sure. And it, you know, I just I don't know. I think Robbie opens up the playbook just a little bit. I think any any dual threat quarterback opens up your playbook just a little bit more than a, a pure pocket passer, unless that, that unless that passer that you're putting back there is one of those cerebral types like Brian was talking about that can think their way through the game and, and essentially just outthink the defense in any any scenario. So if TJ's lining up and he sees what's coming every time, I have no doubt that he can beat any blitz rush. Right, like if he's there, if he's there, if that's his game right now. Line up, take a look at the defense, go paint Manning on them, right? Uh, Tommy Tuberville used to say this. Um, I'll never forget this. We were in our team meeting in 2003 before we played Ole Miss. And he had this thing where he would never say the players. He was just calling by their number. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about Eli Manning. I think he was three in college or something like that. Um, but I remember him looking at Carlos Rogers during this team meeting and saying, you know, listen, man, he's smart. And he knows where he's going with the football before the ball is snapped. But he also is going to throw something right at you. Are you going to? He looked at Carlos and he challenged him. He said, "Are you going to catch it if he throws it right at you?" Right. And we got. I mean, Eli Manning. Same thing. If you think back to that game, you know, he hit a routine pass to. I think it was like a tight end out of the backfield. It went for like eighty yards, and you know, this was the drop heard around the world by Obamanu. But essentially, oh. he gave. Ole Miss a chance to win that game uh, just by doing the things that Tuberville was talking about. He was just a very cerebral type. Like, Manning was a smart quarterback. But I think TJ needs to be in that mold um, where it's not. He may not wow you with a bunch of physical ability, but but ultimately, if you can win the game here, you can beat a lot more teams right. than a guy just resting on his athletic ability. So that's, uh, that's the best case scenario for, for both, I think, this year. 